The antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
Welcome to another installment of The Antidote. A few weeks back, regular listener Kate Bose asked me if I could play a few songs from bands that have become forgotten over the years. I decided to take that a step further by looking at artists who I think should have made it to the big time, but didn't. And I wanted to find out why. A perfect example was tonight's first song, Up From The Wasteland. It comes from the band A.D., when Carrie Livgren and Dave Hope of Kansas became Christians. That worldview was being reflected in the lyrics of Kansas, and it created a riff that crushed the band. Livgren and Hope moved into the Christian rock market with AD, but because of legal issues related to Livgren's contract obligations to Kansas, CBS Records wouldn't allow AD to be marketed to a mainstream audience. Financially, that made it impossible to make money. But A.D. carried on and released some really incredible music. Next up is Kids in the Way. The band had a solid sound that was powerful enough to draw on listeners who listened to various genres. After three albums with Flickr Records, the band changed their name in 2012 to simply Kids. But effectively, that was the end of the band. From 2005 is their killer track. Apparitions of Melody.
Dismas lasted just six years, going on a permanent and sort of surprising hiatus in 2009. The band put out a pair of perfect albums, plus a third that was a bit of a mess. Their debut album, On a Search in America, included my favorite song from them, Revolution. As you'll hear in an interview I had with mega record producer Aaron Sprinkle, I thought Joan Zetta was going to be huge. Every label wanted this band. It didn't turn out to be a success. Before the talk, here comes their song, Communicate.
you brought up Joan Zetta. Yeah. Now, I got to admit, I first heard Joan Zetta prior to the band being signed to Tooth and Nail. Mm-hmm. And I was telling everybody that Joan Zetta was going to be the next great band in indie rock. Mm-hmm. You know, I really felt that tracks, you know, as they recorded as an independent, were really significantly better than the sort of lackluster uh, release popularity. Yeah. So you took over the reins as producer on the next album on Cruel to Be Young. Yeah. So what kind of change happened on that album? The band came to me with just a new vision of what they wanted to do. I think they felt like they kind of had done a thing and kind of got pigeonholed, you know. Mm -hmm. And when they kind of had a couple years and they looked back and they were like, we don't really want to do that. We want to do this. Um, And then we made that record. You know, I just kind of was like, cool, let's do it, you know. And their fans, I don't know. People didn't respond very well to it because it really sounded like a different band. And maybe they should have even changed the name of the band. Maybe that would have been a really good idea (laughs) to just rebrand the whole thing, you know. It was significantly different. Yeah. But it was them. I mean, really what they wanted. I mean, they came to me with a very clear vision of what they wanted to do. And, um... I just had a blast helping them realize it and being a part of it.
Paint and Picture from Joan Zetta's Cruel to Be Young album. Two albums in, and the band never returned. That conversation shows the effect that a producer and record label can have on an artist. Sometimes positive, sometimes negative. Let's hear Waking Ashland, a perfect alt-rock band with a style drawn from the Pixies, Coldplay, and Joe Jackson. They were kind of unique in their genre, but they cited irreconcilable differences for their split. Waking Ashland was popular, but not to the degree they deserved. Here's Shades of Grey. I, and I am to blame I sit here in shame I threw you away again And I, I send you my best I try to lay this to rest When you were my everything Shades of gray And please fade away And oh, what if I said in vain
Michelle is simply amazing. A distinctive voice and exceptional work on the guitar makes him a standout. But it's tough to make it big playing Delta Blues. Hosea Blues comes from his mind-blowing Electric Delta release. It was also impossible for Canada's Salt of the Chief Cornerstone to make it big, even though a secular music promoter said that their music was life-changing. Amazing guitar and drumming. But that was it. No lyrics, no vocals. And that makes you a tough sell. Here's part of their song, Baptism of Fire.
Officially, Lotte Lay was described as shoegaze, but their style could never really be defined. They were unique, but maybe too unique to make an impact in the music scene. Now, as Wikipedia states, Page France is now considered by critics as one of the most influential indie folk pop bands of the mid-2000s. They're credited for inspiring future characteristics of indie folk pop. They were sort of successful in their day, but maybe not as much as they should have been. Get into this gem of a song called Junkyard. Dragged on 
Better Now from the Vespers. That song had a TV placement, the band had all kinds of accolades, two of the band members had a big-name Christian artist for a dad, they just seemed to stall. Earlier we heard from a band that's almost impossible to find on Google. A children's crusade gave us a myth, a curse, a lie. Just great indie rock. The band had a full length in 2011, then an EP in 2013, Then a children's crusade announced beginnings end, endings don't, and that was it. Coming up next is the Edmonton-based Junkyard Poets. 
this bunch of teenagers recorded, mixed, mastered, and even created their own art for their amazing debut. It was even better than what you get from bands that have decades of experience. They weren't long-lived. Junkyard poets had enormous talent, but they were so disorganized. Even forgetting to announce their follow-up album. Enjoy their song, Freedom Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> 
was a number of years between Hello Kelly releasing their first EP to doing one with an actual record label. How did that process go to find a label that would work for you guys? <laughs> um, it would be nice to believe or think that the label is working for us. We're working for them, I'd say. But anyway, there's a relationship that is a stepping stone. So what about the number of bands nowadays that they're really trying to do it all themselves? you think you guys would ever go that route? This is, we have been on that route for the past two years. So, uh, um, yeah. Um, it's all up there now. We heard it from the band. Hello Kelly chose the wrong record label.
If you ever come down If you ever come down If you ever come down Call me up If you ever come down If you ever come down Call me up If you ever come down And let me know If you ever come down Call me up If you ever come down Let me know If you ever come down Call me up If you ever come down Let me know Yeah If you ever come down Let me know That's likely the catchiest song I've ever heard. Come Down by the Norwegian band Dream Pilots. This band was oozing talent, and even including a member of the band AHA. Dream Pilots had this to say, We wanted simple, catchy, and energetic music that would have humor and depth at the same time. That they did. What they didn't have was longevity. Their debut album, Come Down, was their last. All I do know is that it sucks that they didn't carry on. Christian music needs more bands like that. Next time on The Antidote, we go rock, punk, worship, and more as we speak with Landon Kripe of Minor Rockstar. Our final band who didn't make it was The Myriad, a solid indie rock band. They may have only had lukewarm reviews, but they certainly made an impact on me. The band gave it all up in 2008 when their drummer was diagnosed with cancer. Here comes Stretched Over from their 05 album, you can't trust a ladder. See you next time on The Antidote. i
This time we've seen her, we never found 